What's happening, folks, and welcome to the latest Let's Talk United podcast this afternoon. Um, actually, this morning, actually, I'm recording this. Uh, it's just me today. It's Matt today. Um, we're going to be going through the game last night and then talking about, the obviously, news this morning, that um, last half an hour, basically, where the league has been suspended or postponed, probably a better way of putting it, until at least the 4th of April. And then we'll go and talk about the f- podcast and going forward. So just me today. Uh, just because I just want to get this done earlier today. Um, and obviously I'm available now. So we'll go through the game that happened last night. Then we'll talk about the other news come out and all the um, stories that you know they postponed and that kind of thing. So United last night beat Lask 5-0. Could be last United game for a while. Um, and it was a game which was weird to watch with the whole uh, empty stadium thing. Um, not ever seen a Man United game in front of an empty stadium outside Etihad. <laughs> um, it was weird watching it. It was weird. Um, and it was the right decision, you know, to play behind closed doors. You can argue you could have not played the game at all. I mean, would have been a better decision, maybe. Um, that's definitely a fair shout. Um, but United approached the game very well. I think Lask... Um, had their spell in the first half and moments and set pieces. But United's play was very, 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 uh, very good. Um, you look at um, their guy that started, for example, James looked more like, I think James looked better better on the left than on the right. Uh, I think you also, again, Bruno Fernandes, again, was quality. Just the way he was looking and moving and passing, and just, he makes things happen for this team. It's, it's such a great uh, thing to have. Uh, Williams played right back, which was an interesting one. Um, didn't seem to really affect him that much, which is good. I don't think you can. I don't think you'd keep him there long term. Uh, I think you would. Um, you probably keep him on left hand side, but it's nice to know that he's adaptable at least, in in that position, which is good. Um, and yeah, it was a really good first half. I think the the, the difference was when United. Um, Previously, was they would dominate those games, create those chances, and not get that goal. There's a chance um, for uh, Mata, which could have gone in. But Tomini and Maguire headed, headed wide, and the first goal is absolute quality. Uh, Bruno Fernandes gets the ball, good little ball into uh, Igalo, who juggles the ball, he keeps up his, and then fires it in for 1 0. And that was brilliant, that was fantastic. A great goal from Igalo, and he's making a good case to be kept for for next season whenever that season starts um and yeah it, he's definitely you know obviously you can debate you know and say the quality of opposition he's playing against last night still though the goal was down to just individual quality it wasn't like it was an error and then he, you know and then Paul marking it was just the ball came to him, he juggled it shifted it and by it it wasn't like it was a tap in it was a really good goal and then first half the bit of a it seemed to wake it seemed to wake last up a little bit, didn't it? They seemed to um, find a bit of a, a bit of spurting energy and go again. Um, the problem was the lack of quality was really there, and a lot of times they would look promising, and then there would just be a bad pass or misjudgment, or we just read it. Um, don't recall Romero making a great save in the game. Um, I'm trying to think now. I mean, there's some catches and catches that he did, and some shots straight at him. But I don't recall the amazing save or what I save that was. I didn't really think they were going to score. Really, I didn't really feel they were going to get one. And then second half starts. 
and um, it was it was key for United that they actually didn't let up. Now, second half they pressed higher, a lot higher. Did um, Lask, and that was something that I was con- concerned about because United have got a habit this season of doing good first halves and then falling away in the second half, but they didn't this time. They didn't. They they they. I think it actually helped United in a way because they opened a bit more. And then Dan James finally got his goal. First goal was it thirty-two? I think they said it was. Great um, run, cuts inside and fires in the bottom corner. You can see the relief on his face and he went back in the net. Doesn't matter who. Doesn't matter who, who it was against. It was just good for him to get his goal and a good goal as well. It wasn't like it was a a tapping again. It was a really good goal because he had to rebeat his man and he put it in the bottom corner. So a really good goal from them. And again, I think he's better on the, on the, on that. Um, left-hand side, which again is a problem you never have had for um, a good period of time um, because the whole um, issue with players on the right-hand side are usually better on the left for United. You know, look at we played Rashford there, we played James there, I think even Matt Charles played there briefly. So, good to see, I think he's better on that left-hand side, but I think he can do something, he needs to show against City that he can be effective on the right. But I think maybe I think he definitely it seemed to suit him better on the left. I think cutting his right foot with like you saw for the goal was a definite help. And then after that, it seemed to be just a matter of time. United got more goals. Agallo got through, hit the post, and then the the pass of the day was for um, Matt's goal. Great ball um, from. Fred and Matter straight from goal, and he, I had no doubt we were going to score. Matter in that position is so cool, calm, collected, and he just placed it in the bottom, in the back of the net for freedom. The tie was over there. The tie is over. Uh, if we ever play it again, of course, we don't know what's going to happen with all the things going on. Um, and but then you know, I went went again. The bottom Greenwood on, bottom Greenwood on, and again Greenwood showing that it doesn't matter where on the pitch he is, the the the, the strength on either foot is. Equal and the goal, it it's it really it's really hard to defend it against because you you can't show him on a weaker foot because he ain't got one. He might have a preferred one, but it's you know he's he is a, a one. People are saying on Twitter and, and journalists are saying he's a one in the once in a generation talent. I think he is. Um, on the goal, just. I know, but I just don't, I can't. I don't know words for this guy, this, this boy. He is absolutely just the breath of fresh air this season, and he's and he's consistent as well. In terms of his, he's not he's not like getting four goals and then missing going missing like eight games or something like that or whatever. He's he's constantly playing well and constant threat, and he's got foul goals as well. I mean, good goals as well. I mean, his first goal first goal was in your league as well, wasn't it? When he uh, against um, Astana, we I was right in front of him, front in front of him. You can see just. Jinking left and right and waiting for a moment, then placing it in the bottom corner. Last night as well, you know, it's matter which foot you want to go with, and he's drilled it near post. I think a big keeper could, um, could have done and pushed it done better, but um, no, it was a a brilliant um, finish from. He's just a great talent to have in the side, and I think um, the goal he got was. Just sheer power beats the keeper, doesn't it? It's a sheer power that beats him. And I think he's definitely something we need to be, we need to be aware of when we're, when we're signing players in that area of the pitch going forward because you don't want to inhibit him at all um, because he is 
he's got the ability and he's put and he's he's, he's his first season as well. Give him another, you know, give him another year. Give him uh, more experience around him. You know, I think he'll get obviously he'll get more, he'll get, he'll learn more as well. Um, the difference would be when players start working him out. But I think this whole idea of all players working him out, yeah. But it's like Hazard, you do, you don't show him on his right foot or Robin not showing his left foot, which people still did. Um, but with Greenwood, it's like, well, how do you mark against him because he's two footed, you know? And it's not like you can say, all right. When you get that ball shown on that side, well, it doesn't matter, mate, because he can still get a really good shot off of his other foot. So that's interesting um, to see how that plays out with him. And then, <laughs> and then, well, you know, you're on the it's like all day when Andres, Andres Pereira bangs one in. Now the keeper made a massive mail, like, didn't he? It was, it, the keeper should be saving it. And actually, should, maybe not, maybe you could argue not catching it, but you've got to save that. I mean. You've really got to save that. I think the the fight had gone, the energy had gone. I think maybe the keeper, people were saying the keeper got caught out by surprise. Definitely, definitely a thought process about that. Um, but still, you know, he, he got his hand there, so he can't be that surprised because he got he, he got his hand there. Just didn't get him in near saving it. Um, and it was yeah, it was a really good result for United. 5-0, it just keeps the confidence going. Now, the problem now we've got is we don't know what's going to happen next um, with the next second leg. Um, we were going to, we were considering going to the game, the second leg, um, but we couldn't, we couldn't anyway because um, of scheduling with like work and holidays and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, there was issues um, with tickets now because of what's happened. But United, I think the, the, the tie's over. I would literally, if and when it gets played again, I would literally pay all the kids in it. Um, or maybe, not so much all the kids, but players need minutes. You know, so say like, Matt's not playing two week, two or three games. Right, stick him on a bit. You know, again, we don't know what's going to happen with the with, with the Europa League and all that stuff. Um, it is interesting to see. I think um, last night showed United are, in, are, in, are confident. They've John came on and got an assist as well. Um, which is great um, and good to see. He, he looked live when he came on. A new deal for Chong, which I am, I think we mentioned that in the last podcast, I'm completely okay with. I think it gives United a bit of breathing room um, to see how he gets on. I think there's, some, there's a player in there. Whether or not he's going to be first in quality, I don't know. Only time will tell on that. Um, no, if we all knew what how players were going to develop, we, we, we could all be, we'd all be managers. Um, so I think it's definitely something that... Um, It was something that I wanted to see happen. Gomez is the next one that apparently is next on the list of players that are going to try and get to sign up. Again, I don't know where we're at with that. I, it, it, it's kind of gone down. It's kind of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's kind of like gone down a bit in terms of like the news reporting on that. I don't I don't know where we're at with it. Last time I heard he wasn't going to sign a new deal, but then people are saying that he will, he might do, but he seems to have gone quiet. I think all these basically made the comments of, of to the effect of um, he will get <clears throat> we're trying to get him a new contract and all that kind of stuff. I think you look at Williams coming through. I think Gal's been given minutes. Ch- um, Chong's been played. Greenwood being played. I think there's definitely Twins AB's been played when he's you know been fit. I think there's definitely a 
case to say to him, well, you will get minutes if you're good enough and perform and work hard. You you you, you get opportunity. He has played the season. I think he played against Astana, didn't he? I think he did start against Astana. I uh, don't recall him playing amazingly well, but I don't think he was terrible by any stretch of imagination. I think he had a better game than Chong did that game, actually, I think, if, if memory serves. It's a while ago, though, that game. So, if we can see if that deal gets done, if that happens, um, you'd hope it would, because, again, there's something there that you want to at least try and develop, and Ollie's shown he's got Williams playing well, he's kept Tommy developing, Greenwood's coming to the team, and we've already talked about how good he's been. So, Definitely an argument to say Ollie's good at improving players. And you look at the form we're in right now. Um, and it is really good compared to what it was two, three months ago. Um, I think I'm trying to find a stat on the screen now. Um, because the stat is absolutely brilliant to see. Um, since the turn of the year, uh, well, not turn of the year, no, 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 in turn of the year. Um, there we go. Yeah, last eleven games in our competitions, United have got eight wins, three draws, zero losses, twenty-nine goals scored, two conceded. Now, people will say, "Oh, look, you're playing against." The point would be, first of all, sitting involved in that. Um, we've not been doing that since. This is the best form we've been in since Ollie had his temporary run when he was like temporary manager and he came in and just did a 180 on the whole team and everyone's played amazingly well and obviously then we know what happened then big drop off and then he's, he's gotten back playing again so and then a massive plus to that is Bruno Fernandes and that's the point I'm making with with Ole is every time he's made he's been good I think the only one you could maybe debate would be James but I'd argue that he shouldn't be playing as much anyway and I'd say he had a great start been gone, gone quiet but then shown glimpses in games where he's been decent, and I think Man City, um, sorry folks, yes, yeah, so this is, and he's shown that in against City, he was fantastic, and had on, had, had Otamendi on, Otamendi on string, on, on, on his on strings, like, he'd pull him around everywhere, um, so every sign he's made been quality, and business success, success, success so far, he will have a bad signing, every manager does, um, doesn't matter who you are, Pep Guardiola has them, Crop has them. Um, but yeah, um, it's it is positive at the moment for United. The downside is um, the fact that this suspension of the games comes at a worse time for United, uh, but hopefully the confidence will still be there. Um, now, let's get to the suspension of the Premier League till the fourth of April, and also what we do, what we do, what we do with podcast. I'm going to do on my own because I'm going to be able now, and also I want to make sure that um, we address what's going on, what's going on. Uh, so the Premier League last night, well, it's going further than that. And on Friday morning, they were saying everyone's going, every game is going to hit as planned, even though you had Leicester and Leicester having issues. I think. Um, I can't remember who else had issues. West Ham now confirmed right, as of right now they're, they're in isolation. Uh, I think it's isolation. Yeah, no going to isolation. Um, and then the news came late last night that Arteta, the Arsenal manager, has come down with with, with the virus. And that was the moment in the Premier League inside. Oh, you know, and that was for me a lot of 
talk on Twitter last night was when that happened was this is all about money. They're trying to keep it going, to keep the money coming in. And that um uh, and that is a probably a fair point. The fact that it took a manager to get it to do a one eighty and say, you know, actually have a meeting and there's only one way it was gonna go. It was always gonna be as a suspension postponement of the season. The fourth April is the next uh, time that it's going to happen. Next games. I don't know how they're going to work this out. I think essentially what I think needs to happen is we need to. I can seriously see um, the Champions League and UEFA Europa League being void this season. Um, and then we have a situation where the leagues get finished. And then, but things are if you finish the leagues off, but then you don't have the upper league finished, that creates a problem. I can maybe, but then again, the problem with the, if they're going to suspend Euro twenty twenty, which looks like they're going to do, what's the difference between that and the Europa Champions League and the upper league? It's still the same kind of mechanic of players and clubs moving around Europe, which is the way the Euros are done this year, because obviously it's an anniversary of the UEFA or something, isn't it? And it's a one-off thing they're going to do. If it was only in one country, you could maybe get away with it this year, because maybe that country... Let's say, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a country. Um, let's say it's France or something. I don't know. Just not saying, you know, this is... And before I go any further, I'm not going to say... What I'm going to say now, I'm not saying that it could be. It should be in France. I'm saying I'm picking a country for the sake of country. Let's say it's France, right? And at the moment they've got a high um, rate of infection. Maybe down the line in two or three months that changes. I'm not saying it will, um, but you know. But these then you can say, well, that country's actually fine now. Put it, put it checks in. Easier to manage. This is this is harder to manage. It's in every country, every European country. Um, so, this is this can't happen this year. It's got to be next year it happens. Um, I think that's the right decision. Now, Champions League and Europa League, I don't know how you continue those because the leagues have been suspended or postponed. I don't see how they get them done. The only way you can do it is if suddenly across Europe there's a massive drop-off in um, cases or new cases. And and obviously then you put me in quarantine. I don't know how I just don't know how you're going to do it. I really don't. Um, the leagues are easier because it's internal in your own country, so you can manage things differently. Um, and obviously that's a country based by based country. You know what might be okay in France might not be okay in England, but 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 Germany might be. But you know, so it, it, oh, it's all different. But when it's internal in your country, it's easier to manage. I would assume. Whereas if it's in Europe and you've got people and fans moving across in Europe, of course, if the games are played in front of stadiums, um, I just, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Hopefully, um, with the fact that games are postponed to the fourth of April, and obviously we'll see how the, how, the how the situation develops over the next few weeks, the conversations will go on. I think the one thing that will have to happen, like I said, is Euro twenty twenty not happening this year. It has to happen. It, you can't not. You can't have it. And then it's all about what UEFA does with Champions League and Champions League Europa League. I've got a sneaky feeling they're going to do the line of what the Premier League's done by saying suspension until that period, and then we start again. Um, but I don't see how they're going to do it when it looks like again. It all depends how the virus goes, guys. It, it depends what happens with the infection rate and the peaks and that kind of thing. 
Um, if things start getting better, if not eradicated completely, then you may for me look at it differently. I don't know um, how they how they how the how they'll analyze it. So, your thoughts? What do you think, guys? I think there's definitely a possibility that Europa League and Champions League, Champions League don't happen this season. Um, the Premier League, I don't know. I think um, people are saying void the season. I know there's a report in Germany saying that they don't. There will be no Premier League, with no winner, and no relegation. But the teams below get promoted, so you have like a extra players in the league that next season. That's something that maybe they're looking at. I don't know. Um, I'm not saying this because um, I don't think you can void the season off. It'd be funny if you did from United fans' point of view, but there'd be so much. You know, you can't stop the season. It, the problem you've got, man, what you do, it's going to be awkward. If you continue the season going on, you're going to have to wait for the right moment and it could be awkward. If you say the season's void, then Liverpool are going to be rightly pissed off. You're going to have the relegation saying, well, hang on a minute, we could have stayed up. And if you... Um, I, it, what you do, it, it it's going to be awkward. But I think you've got to try and finish the season. I think the best thing to do would be to say European Champions League and Europa League are... Void this season. It's a void competition. It didn't, it didn't happen this year. Um, and then just finish the seasons off and then we start again next season. The problem you've got with that would be, um, I would dare say there'd be still logistical, logistical, the, the logistical issues with that because of the whole um, knockout and who, you know, say, well, we could have won the Europa League and been Europe. You know, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be complicated. No matter what you do, there's going to be issues with it. Uh, there's going to be complications to try and sort this issue out. Uh, in terms of the podcasts, we're not going to do any um, until the games come back. Um, I am doing this one today just to update you guys. So we're not going to do a podcast until the games return. Um, now, this makes sense because I just don't, I just don't think... Well, I'm pretty sure there won't be anything to talk about um, because no game's been played for 4th April anyway. Um, and there's no transfer news anyway because transfer news is shut. So we will be back when the podcast, when the games come back. Now, obviously, um, this virus is going to spread. And obviously, if one of us is ill, we'll try and do the podcast. Um, obviously, I'm 30 years old, so um, I'm not too worried if i get it i don't want it but at the same time you know i hope you guys stay safe um and do the best you can i think i work in retail so yeah great um but um yeah the podcast will return on the unless major happens with announcement or something we're not going to do a podcast um until the 4th of april at least um and yeah um Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate the podcast. It's a weird situation we're in right now. It's the right call, I think. Um, but we'll see how things play out and what happens and what we have to say on Tuesday, um, which I think they're going to meet on Tuesday to, Tuesday to decide or announce what they're going to be doing. Uh, I think we pretty much know they're going to suspend Champions League football. Um, that's a given. Um, but whether or not they just cancel seasons, I don't know. I was going to say so. Yeah, um, we're back on the fourth April. Which uh, when the fourth April is that? What date is that? So one, two, three weeks of no podcast, and then we'll come back on the fourth April, depending on if and when that actually happens and we get games. So yeah, thank you, um, thank you for the support. 
hopefully you guys stay safe. Obviously, um, it is scary, but um, it's just a matter of taking care of yourself and making sure that, you know, the advice is a cough or whatever it is. I'm not too worried about it. I'm just worried about me getting it and giving it to somebody else who's more vulnerable. That's what we to be worried about, guys. It's and if you've got no I've got no I've got no respiratory issues, I breathe fine, don't have a cough or anything like that. So if I get it, I'll be ill. But I'm just worried about giving it to somebody else. And if I'm if I pick it up and I don't have don't have, don't have got it, give it to somebody who's more at risk of serious complications. That's what I'm worried about more. Um so yeah, just you know, you're not just doing your hand cleaning for yourself, you're doing it to make sure the person next to you doesn't doesn't is less likely to get you know, you never know. You might, you might be okay. You might, we might, we might be okay with it. And just, you know, might, might be ill for a few days, but someone might get in and be really, really seriously. Or they might get it. They might get it and get it somebody else. So always just wash your hands, guys. I've seen people. I've got a similar and stuff like that. Don't wash their hands. So yeah, and just wash your hands, guys, and stay safe if you possibly, as you possibly can. Back on the fourth of April, if we have games, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, yeah, stay safe. Bye bye.